the idea of it, the a thing is sexually, she sexually yeah. transmitted monster, pretty fucking cool. Right. I'm into it. Right. It hasn't been done before. I'm, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry. I'm Julia. And this week we are talking about 2015's It It Follows. Follows. The title of this episode is Pass It Along. Yeah. This movie was made for $1 million. That's it? This movie made $21 million. Yep, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tagline for this movie, it doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. I like it. Yeah. It's That's true. a good tagline. Uh, so this movie was uh, written and directed by David Robert Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And as uh, the box office proves, it does did quite well. So I had seen this film in 2015 when it came out, and uh, I wasn't terribly impressed with it. Mm-hmm. I just was like, mm-hmm, okay. I wasn't really into it, I guess. And then I watched it again now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm much more impressed with it. There's like the very subtle things that I think I didn't catch the first time around that right. now I do. And then one of the things that I really like about it is its ambiguity of where and when it is. Yeah. So there, you know, there's just costume wise, you, you're like, you're people, you have people in bathing suits, you have people in heavy coats, you have people like, you have no idea what time of year it is. Right. And then also, what year it is right because it looks the, like it could be 1985 it also looks like it could be like yesterday but it also is crazy because you have yara has her little like weird compact book thing that's like what yeah. that could be that compact is one of my favorite props it's amazing <laughs> it looks like birth control yeah <laughs> or like a like mirror compact but, but look, she's reading but it's a kindle on it. on it yeah it's like a little kindle it's very cool so you, you, there really is like that all of it there it seems retro and futuristic at the same time mm-hmm. um and i really really like that part of this Mm -hmm. film so yeah kind of cool yeah and i was excited to watch this too because i um was at sundance the year it was it played sundance 2014 yeah and so i had a bunch of people who are staying in my my condo what was the buzz people were like half the the party was divided okay so i was really curious some people were like oh it's kind of terrible they were like it's it feels like it's like a movie about you not being like you needing to be chased you know whatever mm-hmm. which but i was like a lot of horror movies <laughs> yeah are like please don't have sex yeah and it feels because like who survives the, virgin. the virgins right goes right into the tropes of that which i was like later on i was like oh it's probably not terrible um i was really the other half were like oh my god it was amazing the buzz was really good which is why it got bought there and why it ended yeah. up being sold and distributed right um and doing as well as it did after that it was like a like sundance success story really well it's kind of it's kind of low-key and i think that's kind of what i like about it it's mm-hmm. kind of like it does it takes its time it's quite slow moving it's not giving you like gore every two seconds like it's just le- it's just letting the scare sit there and i think that's really effective
perspective in a time where like you, if you just have the feeling that something's coming for you the entire film, like that's kind of a cool the feeling. The tension was great. Yeah. I honestly was like, it took me a while to finish it. Cause I was like, uh, like I had to pause it a few times. Cause I was Did like, you? Oh my God. Yeah. I was nervous. And then it was just like, just that feeling of like, okay, you constantly are looking over your shoulder right, because anybody could be it. Literally, you don't know what the form, what shape this monster is going to be. You don't know what form it's going to be. Like, you have no clue. So it could look like your grandma. Right. So literally anyone in your household could come in and you'd be like, I don't know if that's so-and-so. Yeah. Is that really you? Is that really you, Julia, across the table from me? I don't me? know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm following you, Terry. I'm following you. <laughs> uh, so we open on a girl running out of the house uh, looking panicked. Like, uh, terrified. Uh, and just in a kind of... but looking around in kind of a strange way like there's nothing around her there doesn't seem to be anything following her it looks like an innocuous like suburban little street yeah and she looks just like a normal girl and then someone asks her if she's okay and she says she's fine mm -hmm. and, like she goes back inside. we don't see that person's face either which i thought was really well done okay yeah of like who's that person that was just talking to her like off screen there's mm -hmm. just someone like are you okay and mm -hmm. she's like no no i'm fine you can clearly she's not fine right but she's saying she's fine i was wondering if she had just gotten raped or something like she looked like you know what I mean? They're like, like she's wearing high heels and wearing stuff. high heels. It looks like it's kind of dusky kind of morning, whatever, or like kind of like vibe. I don't, I'm not sure the time of day it's either sun's going down or sun's coming up and she just does not look great. And then like, she starts to like run back into her house and like her dad asks if she's okay. And he, she said yes, but then there's a pause and like runs back out of the house, gets in the car and starts to drive away. Um, and so we don't know what's going on at all. And then we flash to her on a beach mm -hmm. uh, and she's calling, crying on her phone, telling her mom and dad that she loves them. And you're like, it's definitely a final call yeah. you know it's that call when you're like "Ooh, that's not a good that's not a not a good call mm -hmm. to make <laughs> um and then when we cut back to her uh she, her legs are broken so bad she's so dead yeah they're facing the wrong direction mm -hmm. now basically yeah, so and it's like a shot of her on the beach like but it's a great opening sequence because mm -hmm. you're like the terror is there but it's ambiguous we don't know what they're afraid she's afraid of and then you are you have this nasty leg break you're like okay the filmmaker's not afraid to like this thing's gonna fuck you up pretty bad so like you should show be afraid us some things yeah be terrified be very very afraid um and then we cut to our girl jay Hanging out in her above ground pool, mm -hmm. which I just adored above ground pool situation. I don't know. It's it, it just, yeah, something about it. <laughs> um, and then we have, there's these, ki these kids who keep spying on her through this whole movie, which they never really address. Yeah, They're these little boys. Just like on the fringe of things. I think it's also to help add the tension of like people are always watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so. she's also cool with it. She's kind of used to being watched. Like it's not. She's a, a pretty girl. Yes. You know, and so like it's not like threatening. It's just like mm -hmm. I can see you. You are not as smart as you think it is. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of because I've seen Under the Silver Lake, which is David Robert Mitchell's next film, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of his stuff is just kind of this random on the fringe parts of life that you never figure out. Seem to be kind of his specialty, and I'm like, I kind of dig that. I'm kind of into that. That's kind of a cool part to uh, part of the world to be into your filmmaking with so she's going jay is going on a date with hugh that evening right it's just she's getting ready uh we see her taking some pills but we don't know what the pills are for mm -mm. she never comes back into play and then we meet her her friends and her sister kelly her friends yeah, paul, paul and yara. yara and paul i love he's on the tv show atypical on netflix i mean he's wonderful he plays um, a kid on the spectrum and dealing with like dating and all that kind of stuff too and it's really freaking wonderful he's a great little actor and Yara is such a strange character. Like, I don't care. I can't really figure out what her deal is. And I kind of like it about her. Like, she's always just like preoccupied with something. She's always she's reading. reading something or eating something or like doing something else than just like being present. And so she goes. She's the distracted friend. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with like 
mad focus, everything else is so pointed focus. Right. It is kind of jarring to have that, I think, next to you. It adds that extra tension of like, are you paying attention? Right. And she's like, what's going on? She is not paying attention. (laughs) No, she is living in the idiot's world. Yes. Uh, So she goes, uh, Jay and Hugh go on their date to go to the movies. And they got a theater with an organ. They do. It's the uh, Redford Theater in Detroit. It is wonderful. Yeah, it's a beautiful theater. And then uh, Jay suggested they play this game that she she plays with her sister called The Mm -hmm. Trade game where you watch the crowd and then you pick a person that you want to trade places with and then the person gets two guesses onto who you picked and why they picked that person like, this is a great game we should it, play this sometime it is i actually played it with someone the other night and i was like let's play that game yes. and we're like, okay, we did. and we both did not pick the person we thought that person picked this is like a good thing to do in line at like disneyland or something yeah, like i feel right, like because it's like who you think they picked and who they picked are not necessarily not, the same. yeah and they don't always jive or why they would pick them i love that uh but hugh picks a little kid and she thinks that's kind of strange. She's like, well, the kid has the whole life ahead of it. Like, I knew he would pick the kid. Did you? As soon as he said it. And I was like, he's going to pick that little boy. Oh. I knew it. I was like, ooh, I'm good. But she was surprised. <laughs> yes. Sigh ability mm-hmm. and Terry, mm-hmm. Terry Gamble. Um, so then she says, you know, it's her turn. And so he says, oh, it's uh, the girl in yellow in the yellow dress. And she doesn't see her. She's like, where? Right, right there. Doesn't see her. Mm-mm. And he's like, oh. We gotta go. Doesn't see her. So yeah, says, uh, can we go? Let's go. And so you're like, she's like, okay, he's freaking out. I don't know why he's freaking out. Is it like an ex that we, I'm not seeing that he's seeing? Right. Cause there's clearly nobody pointing, nobody there where Mm -mm. he's pointing. Um, but he doesn't freak out so bad because they go to dinner. Yeah, they go to like a diner and seem to be having an okay time. Mm-hmm. And he's, they seem to be laughing and, and chatting. So you're like, okay, he's freaked out, but not that freaked out. Right. But you'd feel like the whole next rest of your date, you'd be, you'd feel weird, right? You'd and like, she did too. Cause you yeah. can tell she was like, okay, like uh, this is fine, but also like still kind of weird. Cause you didn't explain what that was about. Yeah. And she was trying to figure it out. So then we have this nice conversation with Kelly and Jay, the sisters, and she's asking about the date and she's saying he's a little bit weird. Yeah. And then they go to the second date. Yes. Yeah, so, so we flash. Even, that next though, day. even though he acted a bit weird, she still gets him. She gets still thinks him. he's kind of hot and they're mm-hmm. having a nice time anyway. He and just looks dodgy to me. He looks boring to me. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> Take that, Hugh. But, you know, you do what you can, you know, okay. hanging out in the suburbs of Detroit. And she's, you know, happy to go out with him again. And you flash to this date and he's got like a six pack of beer and they're like walking through the woods. And I was like, oh, they're walking through the woods. Never a good sign. <laughs> Never a good sign. And they end up like walking through the woods to this water area. And I was like, oh, no, that looks a lot like the water we saw in the beginning of mm-hmm. the film. And I was like, oh, no, they're by some big lake. And... Ooh, I don't know if this is going to be good for you now. Well, what's mm-hmm. that? It turns out to be okay. They end up having sex in the back of the car. So this hot right. yellow, the yellow top car. This car is very cool looking. I didn't even look. I don't even look know what the car looked like. Oh I my god! Pay attention to I love car. I love cars. Do you? <laughs> yeah. How do I not know that about you? Okay, that's fine. Um, cars are awesome. Oh. Um, if you have a nice so, car, talk to I me. I learned something new about my best friend today. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, I think it's a family thing because my mom loves cars too, and my dad would go to car country like. Carlsbad where we grew up in San Diego area like would walk around like for like an afternoon and like we'd go look at cars and like dream about cars and like pick our favorites and test drive ones we thought we we wanted to drive one day that's adorable yeah uh so sex in the back of the car yeah and then uh she has this nice monologue about the finger flower monologue i called it oh (laughs) because she's like fingering these flowers like while she's hanging out at the side of the car it's like really beautiful she's like doing this monologue but yes it does look like she's running her fingers along the flowers and then she has this monologue uh and then uh hugh knocks her out real bad with some ether on a rag you're like oh 
Great. Okay. Well, well this is going in a, a bad direction. And uh, when it you turned. wake up, so first of all, you getting ethered out by the person you just had sex with, not good. Waking up tied to a wheelchair underneath a bridge. Uh, in your underwear? In your underwear. Really Also not great. But, you know, but she's coming to in a way that's like, you can tell she's still kind of druggy. She's still kind of like mind is fuzzy, not really there, can't really focus. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. You don't have to worry. But he gives her the whole spiel. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, which I like that he's like, okay, here's what's happening. That's the the scariness is not knowing what happened. Even though she doesn't believe him, you know, this is the spiel. This thing, it's going to follow you. Someone gave it to me and I gave it to you back in the car. It can look like someone you know. Or it could be a stranger in the crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. It could look like anyone, but there's only one of it. Sleep with someone else and pass it along. If it kills you, it will come after me. Go and never go to a place that doesn't have more than one exit and just don't let it touch you. Yeah. So you go. And he was like, just like, pass it along. And you're like, okay. You literally set up the game now. This yeah. is, these are the rules. Yeah, it's great. Dem the rules. This is really great because sometimes you don't get any rules. You're just trying to figure it out and, the whole time. And I kind of figured like this kind of film wouldn't give me any. But yeah. they give you all of them. And, and literally like, he laid it out. I was yes. like, okay, we're in. And I, I, you know, I just, I feel like I, I'm, at, I'm mad at her later in the film for not doing the same thing. I'm just like, just give him all of it. Give it the whole fucking spiel. And like, maybe that will, that's the only way to do it. Um, but you know, then she sees this naked lady start walking towards her. creepy ass lady and you're like that's not naked lady does not belong with in underneath this bridge and she's in some just, random blown out part of detroit nope and it's not the thing is is like the idea behind this part of it too where the monster can look like anything and the monster's not coming to you it's not running it's not menacing it's, it's just walking. walking and the face is very calm it's not it's slightly angry mm-hmm. but it looks a little twinged depending on the face it's not like a horrible monster but just like the, the kind of the serenity of it is what makes it terrifying yeah and the non-stop but pace. it's non-stop it's like even though it's slow it's still coming always coming for you mm-hmm. so she is dropped off by hugh crying in her underwear back uh, home back home and her friends are playing old maid on the front porch and that's oh yeah. So the police come, take um, a report, trying to figure out what's going on because it looks like sh- it looks like it looks as bad as it looks. It looks right. like she's been raped. It looks like something terrible. But you know, they ask her, and she said the sex was consensual. No, consensual. Like it didn't nothing happen. Everything happened after. So yeah, there's not what you. But he's still you know assault and whatnot. So they say that he the house he was in was rented under a fake name. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find him, but they don't know where to get him. But she still goes back to class, uh, <laughs> back to school, where she's the teacher's reading Elliot's love song of J. Alfred Prufrock and she starts to see an old man and there's a great line in that too because it's talking about as she sees this guy the one of the lines from the poetry is the eternal footman Mm. is one of the lines in it and I was like "Mm -hmm, now this guy's coming on foot for you eternally yeah and that's exactly what's happening now I thought the juxtaposition like the poetry happening and lining up with like what's happening in the story I love it when that happens and yay for classroom scenes that line up with that give you information and you're just like horror movie survival always great information (laughs) from class class. (laughs) see but it is a horror movie survival guide is pay attention in class Mm -hmm. because the class is always relevant to what's happening so then she leaves and starts to like go out but she's still not quite believing what you told her so she's still not sure it sounds like bullshit if someone told you all of that after they had sex with you you'd be like yeah okay bud you're insane but you know she calls out hello and it doesn't answer so she's just bolts out of there and goes to see kelly and paul at the froyo place where they work tells her tells him the deal and tells him what's happening 
they go home after and Paul is clearly in love with he's her. He's so in love with her. And he's like, I'll stay up all night and watch you and, and watch you, you and be there and make sure nothing happens to you. Cause they all think they don't buy it either. They think it's in her head, like whatever's going on and that she's just really traumatized from the experience she had the other night with this guy. And so, but he just wants to be there and be her little protector. And they have a cute little scene on the couch and she comes out to talk to him. And there's, then they, we find out that they were each other's first kiss, mm-hmm. but then he kissed Kelly and that's kind of, that's weird. her sister. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where it was like, Oh, he just really wants to be a part of the family. But this, you know, this scene is like, I think Jay's an interesting character. Cause I, you, I don't think you, I ever get a real read on her and mm-hmm. what her moral compass is really. And I feel like in this scene, I'm like, Oh, she's just going to give it to Paul and like, just like be done with it. Cause he's clearly willing, but then you're like, okay, no, she was just really coming out to like be a friend and needed comfort. And I was like, all right, I'm she was little- just scared. Like yeah. she didn't want to sit alone. So she came to sit with him while they watched TV a little but bit. I late feel like TV. you meet, you feel that in the back of her head the whole time. Like mm-hmm. I need to sleep with someone to pass it on if this is true. Mm-hmm. And so I think that those wheels are always turning mm-hmm. for her and they hear glass shattering yep, window breaks in the kitchen, but he says there's nobody there. Yeah, Paul takes a look and then he's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs and tell Kelly. I was like, you're going to leave her alone right now. I was like, seriously, dude, you're one job. Yeah. One job. Not to, not to separate right now. And you're going to another room and leaving her downstairs alone in the house. So she's freaking out. So she starts walking around. Yeah. Goes into the kitchen, sees a girl with one sock walking towards her, peeing herself as she comes. And I was like, wow, a really kind of terrifying detail that they didn't really need to throw in, but I appreciate it. No, but I'm glad they did because it was like, (laughs) oh, That is not what you want to come touch you. No. And you don't want that in your house. And she looks like she's like an old drug addict or something. And like with what that one little sock. Oh. It's so weird. Yeah, it is. The it's- details are just enough. Everything is just weird enough mm-hmm. where it's like some of the, some of the monsters we're getting later, are like too tall. Some of them are like yeah. naked in a weird way. Some of them have a hospital gown or just look too gaunt. Like each one of the, things iterations we're getting out because it keeps morphing but so jay freaks out locks herself in the bedroom but then opens the door for kelly and paul when they come banging and then yara comes out who's also spent the night and she's like hey guys come let me in and so they open the door for yara and at first they're like oh it's fine and then but then there's some tall ass creepy guy right behind her looks like a giant creepy guy oh jay just takes off she's just like nope done out on bike, gone. She goes down to a playground and I was like, what are you going to do at the playground, girl? Like, they're going to come find you at the playground too, whatever this thing is. I guess she's just like, I need to be away, but not that far away. And someplace Where that feels going? safe, I guess, yeah. too, because she knows the playground since childhood. So she sits on the swing set and just waits and uh, waits. So we meet Greg, who mm-hmm. she had, they had waved at briefly in the beginning of the He's film. the neighbor. The erstwhile ex kind of Cross the street neighbor where they definitely have some, yeah, they have some tension and some weird old shit for sure. So, you know, the friends all come and she's like, well, they're like, I don't, she needs to get away. She wants to get away. So Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we'll just drive. We'll just drive. Mm -hmm. So Greg goes to get the car and they all start driving around and just kind of giving the monster, (laughs) getting as far away from the monster as possible. And they also got on a quest because they want to figure out who Hugh really is. Right. So they figure out where his house is and they get to his house and they realize that his house is all rigged for this type of monster. It's got like stuff hanging from the windows. So if someone were to come in through the window, you would hear like an alarm of like cans wriggling on a rope, you know, outside the window. He's got all these pills. They look like they're probably to keep him awake, I'm guessing. Yeah. Although there's no labels. So who knows? Who knows what they are, but he's got like a stash of like these playpen uh, playpen magazine, like looks like Playboy basically. Yeah. And like a bunch of tissues um, <laughs> yeah, up in his room. 
and they find a picture. Paul finds this picture. And in the picture, he's wearing a letterman's jacket. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they are able to go down to that high school and be like, hey, do you know this kid? And they look him up in the yearbook and there he is. There's Jeff. Jeff, not Hugh. Mm -mm. So they're like, all right, well, let's go find this motherfucker. So they do. And... His, he's just like at home with his mom and like still looking real freaked out though mm-hmm. and be- doesn't want them to be there at all and especially doesn't want her to be there since she hasn't passed it on so now it's still mm-hmm. following her mm-hmm. so she, he says that he can still see it as well and knows and whenever she bites it like he's next in line and it just keeps coming back right because it'll come back to you if you if that next person isn't able to shake it then that thing comes back to you basically is what he knows um, so he's the, freaking out yeah because he says wherever wherever you are it's walking towards you right yeah it's scary i like so it. they need to get away so they decide to drive up greg's got the, his family's got this place and they've got this like other home by cabin. the wo- this cabin by the woods basically or by the water and so he drives him up there and he's like all right we'll get away we'll go up here to this cabin and you know they're keeping watch and doing rotations of sleep basically and, and greg teachers shoot shoot a gun so mm-hmm. she's prepared jay is getting final girl ready now she is so then we have this cool fake out where we have them all hanging out on the beach and in the background you can see uh uh, Yara walking towards them, but then they flip around and we see Yara paddling out in the water. Yeah, so, so it's not really Yara, not it's really Yara. ghost monster Yara. Who comes and grabs Jay by the hair and starts pulling her. And so then we have these kind of great back and forth shots because Jay can see it and nobody else can. So to them, it just looks like she's being a fighting nothing. But also, the finally, her friend saw her hair whipped up like right. someone was pulling it. So now she's got witnesses that it's- are like, no, something definitely touched her. Right. And Paul and Paul gets a chair and thwacks the thing on its back and it gets off her. Yeah. And like, breaks like thro- the chair. throws him back. And so now he knows for certain there's he's something like, I, there. It's like I whacked air and it, the chair broke. And I was thrown back. So something was there. And so then they all kind of run into a boathouse and are kind of huddled in a boathouse. Bad idea because there's not another way out of that thing. Must be more than one exit. What did you tell you? Missed that step. So then the bottom of the door gets blown out and this horrible little boy comes like screaming into it and then turns into a girl in a nightgown. And just like the fact that it can flip so quickly and just to randomness is yeah. kind of like the scary bit it's of it. It's so upsetting because then all of a sudden you could be literally punching something that looks like your best friend. Yeah. Like it literally did look like Yara a moment mm-hmm. ago. And now it looks like some creepy hospital person. So now person. you're afraid of your friend as well. Totally. So uh, this and, freaks out Jay. And she just drives away. Yeah, she gets in Greg's car and just drives and leaves her friends yeah. in the cabin. I was like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing? get your people. But of course, right away, she runs into like a cornfield yeah. and like Rex gets like, you know, in the midst of everything, wrecks, wrecks the car. The next cut we get is she's in the hospital and she's groggy and waking up and she hears nurse's footsteps while she's, of course, freaking out because those footsteps, anytime she hears footsteps now, it's like it's coming. But it just means just everything in your life is paranoia mm-hmm. because every foot a person a person approaching is possible so you never know if that person's really there you never know who's coming for you and greg comes and is going to be the savior and take on the mantle right and because they've a whole crew's kind of been sleeping in the room and like around her but now they've got a little bit of alone time Mm -hmm. he's like i'm gonna take it from you now She's like, so, right. okay, so they have sex. <laughs> and then he says, like, it's been three days. Nothing's following me. It's I Once seen she's back home, this is after like post hospital now. Yeah. So we think maybe like he makes it seem for a while, like maybe she's crazy. Like I, it's been mm-hmm. three days. There's nothing. So 
where could it, where is it? And But it's been following him and he hasn't been paying any freaking attention because no. he didn't believe and he didn't truly believe that it was going to come for him. And Jay has just kind of, I've been hiding in her room. She's so freaked out. Well, she's watching across the street too to see if it's going to him because he's in such close vicinity. His house is literally across the street from her. So and she has an eye of view of it. This give, this scene kind of gives me shades of Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit since mm-hmm. Glenn lives across the street from Nancy. And it's that kind of like watching across the street, totally calling like to it. try to save and then having mm-hmm. to like go over and try to do it. Mm-hmm. And so she sees Greg, a strange looking Greg, break into his own house. And he's not wearing any shoes. He's wearing like, like um, a white... Like, uh, what are those uh, underwear? Long, long johns. He's got like long johns on and like, it just, it doesn't look like him at all. And walking weirdly. Yeah. And so she calls him, but doesn't get through. So then she's got, goes to try to save him. She jumps into the house too, right, right behind it. And uh, the thing turns into his mom. Yeah. But with her like nightgown open. So like her boobs are out, which is just, yeah. Wes's face. It's awkward. It feels a little like weird incestuous thing that was about to happen. And she opens the, he opens the door for her cause he hears his mom. Right. And then kills him so bad. Like kills him so badly, like jumps on him and it's so gross. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he's dead now. And so that means that she's it. Yeah. Again. So that means she's it again. That means so the, so because it killed Greg and he wasn't able to shake it off. Now she's got to figure it out again. So we have a scene of her going out to a lake and kind of looking desperately around and sees uh, pulled out to dock in the ocean boat with three guys on on a boat. She's like, okay, like gets on, like takes her bathing suit, like starts taking her clothes off. And she hops in the water. Mind mind you, she's got a cast. Like that's totally going to disintegrate like disgustingly in this, but she's swimming out to this boat anyway. She's like, I got to get rid of it. But doesn't seem to actually go through with it, which is odd because you think you'd want to pass it along to someone you didn't. No. Right. So that they can be far away from you. Yes. And, like, and you don't have to worry about it coming so closely to you if, if it's going to turn around and come right back. But it seems like she had lost her nerve and didn't do it because she sees a naked man standing on her roof. Yep. You're like, oh. And the pool now, yeah. like time has passed a little bit. That, uh, that The outdoor pool that they had, the above ground pool is broken now. Like things look like they're falling apart around her whole life now too. Mm-hmm. And the girls are holed up in her room and like Paul and Jay have this conversation where he tries to kiss her and he like confesses his feelings to her now. And he's like, do you trust me? Which I love because it felt like Aladdin. Because <laughs> he felt like a little street urchin in that moment, too. Yeah. And she's kind of like, I guess so. So, so we, we're going to have the big plan. Paul's big plan. Mm-hmm. Paul's big plan entails going to the pool, the public pool, and then plugging in a bunch of electronics all the way around the pool. And, I, and using Jay as bait to mm-hmm. get the monster into the pool and then pushing all of the instruments into the pool. This is the plan, right? Right, but it's not a solid plan. It's not a solid plan, but I'm saying that that that's the ideal version this of that plan. This is the ideal how it's like he a would, Scooby-Doo kind of plan, you know? This is how it's going to work out, yeah. not how it's going to go. <laughs> no. And so you just have like this long kind of tension of where they're just waiting, waiting for right. this thing. Right, and this is the pool where they had their first kiss. He's like, remember that place? And so he's like, so it's kind of weird romantic about it. Like this is the place where like he remembers like kind of falling in love with her. Well, he, you know, he was so badly wants to be like her knight in shining He armor. wants to be the hero for sure. So there's a big crazy like thunderstorm happening during this moment so there's a it feels the tension is really really insane right now there's all these electronics around a big ass pool so that's terrifying you're like they could get killed right now i was like are they all gonna get electrocuted i was like what's gonna happen to everybody the thunderstorm's happening so it's like a thunder lightning gonna like turn off that like is the power gonna go out because you have all this stuff plugged in but if there's no power what do you do i was like oh my god this could go like so many wrong ways right now and i was like thinking about all of them in this moment 
uh, and the finally, finally shows and comes in the form of her dead father, which is fucked up. Yep. But doesn't get in the pool, uh, just starts throwing all of the instruments. He, they pulling him out of the sockets and throwing him into the pool towards Jay. So they're like, she's barely ducking out, out of the way. It's of like toasters. Well, and yeah, like a toaster, microwave, iron, like toaster oven, like all these like home, like easy home electronics just thrown towards her head. She gets hit by the iron, yep. which would be gnarly. Yep. And Paul shoots it and bleeds, but just keeps coming like yep. it's no big deal. And they finally falls in and just this bloody bloody pool. But, you know, we don't feel that shooting it is killing it. It's just kind of stopping it momentarily for that moment and even though a little the pool bit of leeway is full of blood it's like but is this thing really dead i feel like it could morph again so then we cut to jay and paul and then he's doing the most heroic thing he knows how he's having sex with her yep because now he has taken on it mm-hmm. it is following um and uh we cut to yara is in the hospital because she got all fucked up and she got she- shot in the midst of that whole thing because yeah. because paul was shooting at a thing he can't see yes it's he's not sure if he's going to nail it. So like a couple of bullets went stray and one of them hit Yara in the leg. Um, and then we have this kind of a very cool, ambiguous final ending shot where you have Jay and Paul walking, holding hands and someone might be following behind them. Yeah. But looks like a little kid or something is behind them, but you're not sure if it's just a kid in the neighborhood or no. could be it or it's following. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I like it. I think yeah. it's got a lot of original cool stuff in it. Yeah. I, I like the kind of weird feeling of it that it just all feels kind of off and strange mm-hmm. and unusual and can't quite. It pin. was really scary to me. Re- really? Yeah. I felt like I was like, I'm not usually, I've, Believe it or not, I'm not scared a lot anymore. Thanks. Already. Already. I'm like, ah, it's fine. But like this one, I was like, ooh, like this is really intense because if you don't know what the hell the thing is, like when you, if it's a known quantity or entity, you can right. kind of have an idea of like, okay, this is what I need to do. But if that thing's going to morph at any given time and looks like your best friend or your family, like that's terrifying to me because mm-hmm. um, it can get you in any type of way. And the fact that you have to pass it, like there's not a really a way to end it necessarily. Right. Who knows? I thought it was really well done. I thought the tension was great. The cinematography is really pretty and mm-hmm. cool. The color is nice. Yeah, the lighting's very, very, mm-hmm. very unusual. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, honestly, as monsters go, it's not, you know, just just sleep with somebody else. Like that's really, you know, it, I would go to a faraway town. Oh yeah, you or like fly to Vegas. Yeah, get someone far, far. Throw away. it in there and then get back to Detroit. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Though, like I would, that's that would be my move for sure. Yeah, that's a good move, right? Yeah, but not not, in the, not even the same city, especially since it's walking. Like yeah. fly somewhere, get the freak out of the country or something. Oh yeah, throw go, it someplace go, else. You know, go to somewhere in Africa and do it, and then just leave drop it and off. Come back. Right. Or somewhere in Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica would be, the, <laughs> that would be the move. Yeah. I don't think that thing would be coming back after and then that. you have your like, it follows thing mashup in Antarctica. And right. Then everyone wins. Oh my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> sold. Totally sold. So I want to get into some gore factor here. Do it. All right. We got um, gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. And we gave this film a solid four. Bathtub um, of blood. Bathtub of blood. It's a pool, literally a, like Olympic size kind of swimming pool, like community pool full of freaking blood. So that's that. Yeah. Okay. And then movie ratings, mm-hmm. zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. I gave It Follows a three, seen worse, seen better. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate a lot of the strangeness of it, but it doesn't really like personally crank my chain. 
I gave it a four because I was actually scared. Okay. <laughs> no, that's totally valid. That's totally valid. I was like, um, why am I nervous and why are my armpits hot? I was like, oh, because I'm terrified right now. And that's good. Terrified. Terrified. You can't spell terrified without Terry. It's true. Um, uh, totally. All right, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah. So next week. Yes. What's happening next week? We're going to talk about a film that for me is a perfect film. Ooh. I can't find a flaw in it. And I've seen it more times than I can count. Okay. Let's talk about Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Yes. This is one I have seen once, but I saw it on a special date night, which means I didn't get to finish the movie. Oh. <laughs> it was before Netflix. So all to say it was a chill night. Um, so I'm really excited to watch this and actually see what happens. Um, thank you so much, guys. And please check out our Patreon, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Yes. And we'll see you next week for Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Thanks. Slice of fried gold, my friend. Ooh.